This episode of Okie Podcast is brought to you by Southwest Trading Company. If you've not been to Southwest Trading Company, please go do that right now or after this podcast. But the location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Southwest Trading Company has so many items from so many different artists like jewelry, art, blankets, cedar boxes, clothing, collectibles. You name it, they got it. So why not shop at Southwest Trading Company? Go like the Facebook page, follow the Facebook page. To keep up with all new events coming out the store and items. And once again, that location is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check them out and let them know Russ from Okie Podcast sent you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Okie Podcast. On this episode, I have the host of Caden Friends Podcast. Yep. I have the Cade Thomas here today. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. I know we've been planning on doing this for a minute, but yes. uh, I'm so happy that we finally got the chance to do it. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's been, I mean, I think, you know, with all of our various projects we both work on, it was hard to kind of nail a time that worked for both of us but mm-hmm. currently on a little break with my stuff and so i was i'm happy that it worked out i know yeah. and and to tell the uh, people listening also you are a filmmaker as well yes screenwriter you do a lot mm-hmm. you do a lot you take pictures as well pictures. photographer i i seen you at uh the comic-con yeah <laughs> taking some pics yep <laughs> yeah i do photography i do uh, filmmaking i um i yeah, I make narrative films, but I also do some documentaries and I put most of it out on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and podcasts. And podcasts. Yeah. Now, are you, did you grow up in Tahlequah? I grew up in, in Broken Arrow. Oh, so, did you? Yeah, Bro- okay. Broken Arrow okay. in okay. Tulsa area. And that's where I uh, I grew up and went to school and through Broken Arrow at public schools and then went to RSU, Roger State University up in Claremore. And so that's where I went and I got a communications degree and then uh, worked for Cherokee Nation businesses. So that's what I do. And then in my free time, I make films and write and now podcast. Now podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were, you, were you always interested in this when you were growing up? Interested in... Um, I guess media, because yeah. that's what, you know, you do a lot of media things. Yeah, I, I've... I have always loved films. Films was my my love always was um when I was my grandmother introduced me to films. She was the person who loved films. And I um and ever since, you know, I've watched a variety of things with her and she 
uh, uh, loved a lot of different things. And that was the time I saw something. I'm like, that's what I want to do is make these things and tell stories in that way. And that's always how I've expressed myself is through writing of scripts and um, visual audio visual components together that's how i learn it's just a strong you know the audio visual um togetherness so that's why those are um i guess powerful to me that's why they speak to me and um as an artist that's my medium and whenever i that's how i view the world is through that sort of lens so mm-hmm. that's all i always wanted to do um so yeah I guess I, I can't say a pinpoint of when that's been the case, but that's always been the, how I've how I've expressed myself. Really? Yeah. That's cool. That's cool to know. Because, <clears throat> like, growing up, like, with me, it was always – I loved movies as well. Mm-hmm. But I never thought I would be able to, I guess, make a movie. Yeah. Because you don't know – you're so young, you don't know the technical side of everything. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I would I – would, I would go with my 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 grandmother started you know taking me to thing, but she would show we'd we'd spend. My, my, I lived with my grandmother, my grandmother mm-hmm. and my my parents. We we it was um, a household with that. So I'm an only child, so I spent a lot of time with my grandmother, especially during the summers. Um, so uh, she was uh, she was she's full blood Cherokee. That was um, where my Cherokee line comes from. Is through my mother, my grandmother, and it's a matrilineal line, I guess you would say. Um, they'll mothers Cherokee mothers throughout time immemorial but um the she loved you know stories in general but like loved films and would we'd sit me down and we'd watch you know comedy films we'd watch monster movies she was a big fan of monster movies so I've seen nice. a lot of <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these Godzilla and Mothra and sci-fi you know while obviously all the Planet of the Apes movies because of her and um, but then like comedy like I mean Steve Martin and uh, Gold uh, Whoopi Goldberg um, all those I've seen all their films too you know she had a really um, great uh, knowledge of just movies that I mean they're end up being um, very submitted in my mind, you know, Blues Brothers, and they should, probably shouldn't have shown me Blues Brothers for me, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I've, see, I've seen all that, and she, she just um, would show movies that she loved, and we'd sometimes watch what's on, you know, the TV or whatever on um, cable or whatever, but, mm-hmm. um, um, or we'd rent things and stuff, and uh, she, uh, she had such an eclectic taste that I think it was what. It's caused me in a lot of respects to have all my projects are different from each other. You know, I'll do this and then this. And, um, because I, I, I see very no, um, I don't have a specific love in mind. I just love film in general and, and the, that sort of way. And so, yeah, we'd go, go to movies and everything. And, um, she's such a unique woman and, um, most amazing person that I've ever met. And, um, I, um, I owe it all to her. And so every time I talk about why I do things, it's, it's because of her. Um, mm-hmm. and I appreciate her sharing that love for that, uh, with me. And, uh, and I appreciate, um, I think she would have, you know, she, she was different things to different people and everything. And that was the, what she was for me, because I think she realized how much I'd love that and everything. And she was able to, um, if it was something else, she would have, you know, done that too. Um, 
but I appreciate so many people go throughout their life. It takes them a long time to find what they love and it takes a long time. Um, I was lucky to have someone who helped me discover that at a very young age and mm. cut saved me a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to grandma. Yeah. Shout out to grandma. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, that's how mine was too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't really, cause she's, mine introduced me to Godzilla as well. Mm. The very first one. And yeah. we had all these VHS tapes of the old Godzillas and mm-hmm. I'd always leave them on and <laughs> I'd play with my toys and yeah. I'd pretend I was Godzilla sometimes yeah. and fight around. So, mm-hmm. but that, that reminds me too. I mean, she was the first one to just, yeah, show me some old movies, the first King Kong as well. Yeah. And I didn't really understand it, I, I don't think, when I was a kid, because it, you know, it was black and white, and it kind of yeah. looked a little cheesy, but mm-hmm. then again, it was like, oh, wow, a giant you know, mm-hmm. gorilla terrorizing the city. You know, yeah. Godzilla was cool to me, though. <laughs> I, didn't really, I wasn't really like freaked out about it. I yeah. mean, just the, the yell and the screaming and <laughs> fighting like different monsters, too, because I love like kaiju movies. Yeah. Kaiju movie, yeah, I mean, we, we watched, uh, I mean, I, I watched um, a lot of the old Universal horror, so also uh, Dracula and Frankenstein, but I mean, she would even, like, go up and, like, um, she, she watched these, these horrible sci-fi movies, those ones on our own, too, <laughs> you know, the <laughs> giant snake eats a f- flying a pterodactyl or whatever, something, and there's these people that, you know, and I'm like, what? I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's just... Uh, uh, just any anything like that but you know in the big one i mean she, she's what star wars you know she showed me star wars and mm. all that um so a lot i mean just a, a lot of i mean just a variety of things you mm. know but yeah i mean star wars indiana jones all, all that stuff was was her yeah that's tight man mm-hmm. i like that when did you make your first film that's a great question so um i mean the first thing i worked on was I guess technically speaking, it was it was a school project, and it was in it was an elementary school, um, and it was using my family camcorder, which recorded on these little discs. There were these little mini discs, and um, you had to you could there was no editing or taking it out, so you had to shoot it in sequential order oh, okay. <laughs> and no cuts, and it was start and stop. <laughs> And, um, which, I mean, I guess taught me how to, you know, do everything in that order and, and not cut anything out and everything. So yeah, it was a school project. It was, it was, it was part of a, um, we had to do an invention of some sort and sort of do some sort of marketing component. I was like, Oh, I'll do, I've all, you know, want to do a video of it. And so it was this invention of, um, it was some, some video game related thing. And it uh, included, and it was me and some like neighborhood kids. And we did, uh, it was, it was, we were like Mario characters. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was. I was, I was Mario in it. And then also had a set up and start. It was the whole thing. I had to have my mother help me, um, shoot some of that stuff and had to get the neighborhood kids to do that. And that was, that was the first one. And that was, it was the first time we showed it in class. And that was, um, I, I it, it, that was the uh, first time I realized, you know, it was, I was like, oh, I'm kind of nervous to see myself on screen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was something. And I was like, you know, had my head down the whole time and everything. Ever since then, 
never had that problem. Really? Because people liked it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that's good. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. You know, they were, and then, you know, people were like, whoa, how'd you, you know, how'd you do some of that stuff? And I'm like, just, just you know, shooting a, a thing, you know, I'm like, um, so I was like, oh, okay, never mind, you know. Like I, I, I kind of want to see people's reactions, you know. Um, so that's I've, I've never really had a problem now because I have to edit myself all the time and mm. everything. So people have problems hearing themselves, and I had to learn to do away with that <laughs> early on. <laughs> but yeah, that's where it started, and from then I, um, I, you know, got into drama, and we I wrote things for school plays in middle school and um uh did a game show script because i'm a big fan of <laughs> of 70s guild at 70s game shows um so it was some it was a murder mystery game show uh, oh, nice. thing um and so there was that and then um i did a uh, it was a a Christmas special they was kind of like a Rankin and Bass but like you know like the old Christmas specials but with um I mean, it was, yeah, it was that. It was a Christmas play, I guess you would say, but it was, it was like also like bizarre, you know, I was always pushing, I guess, weird boundaries because it's in, in the middle, like in, in the show, like Santa and Mrs. Claus are getting a divorce and one of the reindeers die. (laughs) So that's, that was my first play I did and it, you know, and it's, but it's, it's a comedy, so Mm -hmm. it all ends up good in the end, but you know, um, that's that was the premise. You had, you had to drag people through the <laughs> the horrible stuff in order to end in a bright, happy ending. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, I mean, I, I did a bunch of, I mean, like, but every like school project, I would find some sort of excuse if they're like make something, and I'm like, I I hear film when you say that, so I have mm-hmm. to put together people, write a thing, and I mean that's that was throughout school. That's where a lot of my where it came from was just me being like essentially some sort of project to be like, can I do a film with this? Or if I, if the, whatever I'm trying to find mm-hmm. the way to do that. So that's, that's where it went through and then went through high school. And I was, you know, with friends and we tried to make various films and various, I mean, it was always like web series, all sorts of, I mean, I had a, I had a, um, web series that was in high school that was um, uh, m- monster. It was it was the Universal Horror films, oh, nice. and it was them all sort of together. And it was Frankenstein or Doctor Frankenstein and his monster were like solving um, <laughs> these monster cases. Uh, like so, they were going around doing other monsters. Like they, it was it was a whole interesting little kind of workplace comedy x-files by way of (laughs) these universal horror things yeah so that that was that and it was it was incredibly ambitious for (laughs) for high schoolers to try to accomplish um and we did it we we missed the mark quite a bit but i mean but we did i mean we had we had huge i mean we had like a 50 episode arc planned out for this thing with like each one was like half hour or stuff and it was i mean it was it it was an intense thing and still some point is that's why i want to tell that full story but um i mean it was it was an insane deal and we started we were shooting it on um on a webcam 
hooked up to the, the first few episodes, a webcam hooked up to a, a, a laptop, and we're trying to shoot it outside this, <laughs> in the middle of this, the Oklahoma summer heat, and you can oh, hear God. the humming of this this laptop. We didn't have a camera to shoot that on, and um, so that was and and then having to edit it on Windows Movie Maker. Ugh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then it's weird, you know, one frame appear. I don't know. So I mean, that's what I learned to edit on was Windows, Windows Movie Maker, um, and but then eventually, for a a a Christmas present, my parents got me a little camcorder, and that was where I was able to kind of go and shoot more things and and do everything. And um, yeah, so I mean, that's. That's where I guess the humble beginnings of where it was, and then I went to college um, at um, RSU, and we uh, um, then there with my degree, which is communications, broadcasting, and new media. And so many of these classes are make videos, do things like that, and um, I'm like, oh, the assignment is actually now to make videos, you know, mm-hmm. not just <laughs> me forcing that to happen. Um, <laughs> The um, so that's where I was able to kind of actually do that um, and be around other people that want to create things. You know, mm-hmm. I was around a lot of you know in school a lot of people that I thought were really talented, but they didn't really want to do that. You know, um, uh, some people I thought could have really you know um, did a good job. You know, in media or in some sort of acting or writing or whatever. But ultimately, that's not what they wanted to do. And um, but I, in college, is able to find people who were actors who were interested in acting, and um, find a group there that I enjoy working with, and find other people around the area through them and through other things that enjoy making things. And that's been a nice, fun experience to find other people that are creative and haven't given up that you know, that hope or whatever, you know, so many people are beat down, you know, mm-hmm. through, through the process of like having to find a job and this isn't something that's an actual idea or whatever. And to a certain extent, I, you know, I work and do things to help finance this sort of, um, m- my passion projects and these, these hobbies and everything, because it is hard to find, um, jobs and thing in a career in this sort of path. I don't have any examples that I knew of, you know, I, that in a personal life, um, that were examples of people who were able to be filmmakers and to be these things. It, I, I've just, I've enjoyed doing it and I found my way of doing that. Um, and, uh, I don't know. That's the way I've had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it would certainly would have been easier to, you know, have had, you know, parents in the industry or whatever. I would have already probably had a, you know, a, a TV show or something, you know, or something, you know, a movie or whatever. But, and if we weren't, you know, whatever, it's, that's where, um, I don't know, you say, oh, well, but you take it and it's like, I do think that you see 
I'm going on a weird tangent here, but (laughs) you see like these people who have parents and know whatever, and they're in LA and they, that's all that they've ever known. And you can sort of tell by the way that they write things. That's like, you know, that's their experience. They don't know any of these other stories and Mm -hmm. um, everything. And we have something unique here being in Oklahoma of there's a wealth of stories and a wealth of interesting perspectives that um, we can take when we write and film and um, produce things that they can't because they just don't have those experiences true mm-hmm. very true <clears throat> yeah very limited over there yeah i mean yeah. it's i mean it's, it's its own little silo and it's mm-hmm. own you know that i mean all you know they know is what's being you know what they've seen in things and i don't know what they hear and whatever <laughs> or just you know or they'll just tell their own little same stories that they tell over and over again yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i mean sometimes i wish like uh I don't know. It's always like uh, for me, like oh man, I wish wish I had like wish my family had like a ton of money. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> certainly would have made things a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then, then you think, yeah, you want to trade it. I mean, like it's, it's yeah. the experience, you know. Like you know, I want to trade it, you know. Like yeah. that's, but yeah, no. I mean, it, it, at times, like yeah, it would have. <laughs> that would have been nice. It would have been nice. <laughs> it would have <laughs> helped a little bit, you know. I mean, because I mean, what the, that whole thing that people say that you know, you see these wealthy people with the kids and all, that, and why they go into art is because people with the um ability where money's not an issue that they'll create things you know that, that's a, that's just you know if people and so many people who would be artists and would be people who you know if they had the comfortability of where money wasn't an issue they would create amazing works mm-hmm. um but they have to go out and and make a living and um and just to just to survive you know, and it's it's awful. It's absolutely awful, and it's and, and that's I guess the problem with whatever they these nepotism babies or whatever that they say is is it's like, yeah, they may be good or they may be whatever, but it's 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 a problem because there's people out there, and I've known a lot of people that are extremely talented, but they just don't have the opportunity or the the means to do that because. They just have to work to survive, you know, and, and just, you know, it, it's so, <laughs> it's, it's, it's awful, you know, and it, you know, it's hard to blame the people say so don't blame the people that are, um, that do have the money or whatever to do that. And, but I'm like, yeah, well, it's a little bit, they're, they're a symptom, I guess, but you know, it, that's the problem at play, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It would have been easy. No. <laughs> it would have been easier. No. <laughs> That's the point, yes. <laughs> no, no, but like, I mean, I, I think of it as like, had I mm-hmm. probably had that, you know, mm-hmm. opportunity, I probably wouldn't even be working hard, you know? Yeah. That's, that's for me because... That's a good perspective. I know like, if, if, if it was, if I probably wouldn't even like, think about doing anything if it like if you had the yeah yeah if i given to you if my if my dad made like millions of dollars a year mm-hmm. and i'd i'd probably just stay at home like, yeah you know and then be like we're rich i don't need to do anything you know <laughs> yeah. but yeah but certain people have that drive though you know even though they are wealthy they still want to at least make something of what it is they're trying to do whether it be a business sure. or like art or something and so with me it's like uh, i've gone through like so much like crazy stuff mm-hmm. i've learned a lot and you know start starting a lot of stuff man it's like just learning how to actually do stuff 
So it's learning like the ins and outs and networking, communicating, uh, graphic design, media stuff. I mean, in mm-hmm. sound engineer, I guess people call it that. And it's, you know, it's all me. I mean, I, I've yeah. learned like all the stuff I need to learn. Um, I mean, I went to II, of course, and mm-hmm. I did filmmaking, but you know, that was 07 to 2010. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things get outdated. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of that stuff changed from back then. Like now it's like you can do, you can do stuff on your phone that yeah. we didn't even have that when I was in college. It was like, yeah. and then the Macs were like these huge box <laughs> computers. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah. it was so different. And it's like, damn, like just in that amount of time, things change so much in the media part. Yeah the technology changed so much. Like it was like MySpace when I was going to college. Now it's like Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, mm-hmm. like it's all these things. And you do kind of have to be self-taught even yes. like, no matter, I mean, there does have, I think some people sort of forget that whenever they go to these sort of schools, like, I mean, especially in this media production, I can't speak for other fields and all that, but it's mm-hmm. so changing that you do kind of have to keep up learning and, and knowing things and that they can only sort of tell you at best a snapshot of now but a lot of institutions a snapshot of five years ago or whatever because of just <laughs> yeah. the, the you have to have teachers who keep up with things yeah and so you do have to take some initiative if this is what you want to do or whatever to learn the things yourself um because it's, it's specifically in media it's always changing that's crazy dude mm-hmm. now it's 4k going to 8k yeah but i mean a lot of that stuff i don't I mean, your eyes can only see a certain amount. I mean, unless, I mean, some, I mean, with films, I'm sure if it's blown up to like a projector size, you'll see the differences yeah. and everything in a movie screen. But um, most things, you know, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between a, a 4K or anything above it, mm-hmm. you know. But like I said, movie screen projector, of course, you would tell it. But yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, people always sort of want more and more and more. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just, I mean, to me, it's, you can make a beautiful thing at, you know, 1080. Yeah. yeah, That's, that's, and that's more important than really the pixel. Less space. Less space. That's, yeah, more importantly, yeah, less space. Less hard drives you have to carry around, plug in. Yeah. I know when we shot in 4K for these rap battles, man, I couldn't believe the space. It was like, I was like, Um, oh my God, dude. Yeah. This thing's like. I was like, can we just not shoot in 1080? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, sometimes you want to kind of punch into things and stuff, and you can, like, that's where 4K kind of gives you some wiggle room. I mean, I still export everything 1080 mm-hmm. um, for things that's going on the internet. I mean, that's, to me, uh, to me, is fine and everything. For the cookie cutter documentary I, I just did, there was, we shot portions of it in 4K, and then I, uh, halfway through, I was like, "And eh, let's let's stop that." You know, I, it's <laughs> taking up too much space and uh, and everything. And there's, I mean, I mean, it's all all these are going to people are going to watch this on their phone. What am I? You know, why, why am I shooting it like this? Um, uh, so, which is is fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily mind people watching things on their phone and all that. That's how it is nowadays. That's how it is. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I got I got my TV, but more than likely, I'm just on my phone, mm-hmm. like side, like just watching my phone. Yeah, and it like even though there's a movie on, I'm still like just mm-hmm. barely paying attention, but I'm on my phone. It's yeah. so crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I do think that there's. I mean, 
some reasons for the movie experience. I just love going to the movie still. I do that uh, probably once a week. Yes, I'm <laughs> so I'm uh, I, I I love going and it's it's a way of like you know shutting down. You know you don't you know, you have your phone uh, away and everything and and you're just focusing on the thing and mm-hmm. it's it's nice that you're not in control of it. Cause if I was in control, I would be pausing it and, and yeah. be doing like, Oh, I remember something or that'd be, I would remember something dings and I'd be like, let me check that. And I'm like, Oh, I missed something, you know? And so it, it happening to you. And it's like, it's that moment's lost forever. If you don't watch it is, is, is nice. I yeah. mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so I, I still enjoy going to, into the movie. I still think there's a space for it and everything. Um, I do think it's the, right way to watch movies um yeah if you have if it's you know available and everything mm-hmm. um but um some movies you know some movies are I, I think some movies benefit by watching it on your phone like some i've seen some films that's like that i think it it matches the like if it's a particularly intimate film you know or something with character you know just characters talking something it kind of makes it a little bit more of a intimate feel of it being um in the palm of your hands or even just, you know, the way that we sort of mentally connect our phones as extensions of ourselves, that it kind of makes you feel a connection with that. So some, some films mm-hmm. uh, is fine. Yeah. 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 Well, I go to movies, I put on airplane mode and I just yeah. forget it. <laughs> exactly. Like, That's why you do it. That's why you yeah. should do it. Yeah. That's the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how the people with checking their phones in the middle, I'm like, oh, you can see them down there on other rows. Uh, and it's just, I'm like, oh. Why? I mean, why? Why pay this amount of money to do that if you're going to do that? You know, we had that happen in a uh, Barbarian. We went to go uh, watch Barbarian in at the Cinemark here in Broken Arrow, I think, and yeah. packed places packed. Uh, yeah. I didn't watch the trailer. I don't know what it's about. Oh wow, well, you didn't watch the trailer for it? No, okay. didn't watch the trailer. I was like, I'm just gonna. I it looks. I don't know what. It's, I don't know what this is, but uh, I know the guy from It's in it, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. So. We get the tickets, we go in, packed place, we kind of have to sit in the middle. Um, the seats over there are like little, so I'm like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's why yeah. I don't go to the Broken Arrow Cinemark. <laughs> like, damn it. And they're like the older kinds too, yeah. like the older fucking chairs. But No um, foot rest. <laughs> no foot- <laughs> I'm like, just like. You're like, just right next, up straight. next to the person. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so you can order ahead of time, so you don't know what you're getting into. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no seating buying, so you get a ticket and you're like, God, I hope this isn't a packed place because uh, who's gonna be next to me with that? Yeah, With my luck, it was. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dang it. And then, man, so watching the movie and like, not even like 20 minutes in, this girl, this guy or girl, I can't, I can't remember, but like, fought like the row. B or D, whatever it is, the first row down, a few rows down from us, man, pulls her phone out. It's bright as hell. Like, the, like it's shining the whole fucking yeah. theater up. And and she's just, like, on her phone on Snapchat. You could, Everybody can clearly see what she's on on Snapchat. Just <laughs> type, type, te- That's what they're all people. doing, right, is Snapchat. <laughs> seems like it. Yeah. I can understand if you're going to take a picture of the film, yeah. but to just sit there and type on Snapchat – and and such then, a riveting film too, and, <laughs> and wait for them to contact you back, yeah. and then just keep texting. And nobody, oh man, I was about to throw my drink at her, like mm-hmm. or him. I was like, yeah. turn your phone off, yeah, because I mean, it was a, it was a really no one said anything, nobody said anything. Yeah. I almost did, but I was like, it's a packed theater, so there's people by her. Strangers yeah, there's people by her. her. Yeah. I don't know if they're her with her, but yeah. they were nobody said anything next to her. So I was like, 
Yeah. I might say something, but it's like 20 minutes in and I don't want to cough. Yeah, because it puts you in an odd situation of like, you know, you don't want to miss the film. So it's like, you know, it's like, is it going to end soon? Like, you know, yeah. so it's like if I if I start the thing of, hey, put that away, and then it, is, was she going, would it just have been a simpler thing to just not say anything because it <laughs> yeah. would have been over quicker? Yeah. Exactly. That's that's the question. That's what I think about. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're thinking that now you've missed like 17 plot things in the movie and you're like, oh, okay. Well, you've made that experience bad for everybody, phone lady or man. Cannot remember. <laughs> Don't do that again if yeah. you're listening. <laughs> yeah. I love Barbarian. I saw that in theaters too. I That was my second favorite film of, of 2022. Really? Yeah. Loved that movie. Did, did really, really, really liked it. Did Re- you, I recommend did, it to people all the time. And then people look at me crazy after they've seen it. They're like, what did you recommend me? <laughs> yeah, this is the type of film that you like. You've endor- you endorse everything that's happened you in this film. This yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put you on a list. You know. Oh, I know. I, I really liked it. I liked, I liked the, that you didn't know really what to expect, mm-hmm. you know, that it went one way. And then, you know, like, I mean, the trailers did kind of put you down um, a different road there. So it, 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 so I mean, the trailers didn't, I don't think, ruined anything in that, didn't ruin any of the surprises um, that came later. Yeah. 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 I didn't watch any of the trailers. Mm-hmm. I was going to before it came out, but I was like, I haven't watched them yet. They yeah. just haven't, I just didn't, not that I didn't want to watch them, but mm-hmm. I just didn't get, to, I just didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so, man, we went in there and, like, I just, I thought it was Bill Skarsgård, like, Cause you, you yeah. know she comes to the the uh, the house and he's like oh I, I'm here you know and yeah I guess we booked you know so that I thought was, he was yeah. gonna end up and that's know. what the even the trailer like it, it just focuses on that first part mm-hmm. and so like that's you think it that I mean that's even that's what's hinted at in that too is that there's no other inkling of where the film goes after that um, which is when whenever that sort of shifts the, and the now twist. the, the twist <laughs> happens it um and then you that hard cut that happens and that little scene that happens after i'm like oh my god i love this film <laughs> um so and then it just built on from there um i love a film that um you can't really see where it's going but you know it's in sure hands and like it's like no you know stop trying to guess what we're doing you know we're gonna take you on a ride and and this film was very sure of that. And I think that what the themes that they had going on there and the performances were great. Um, but I love a film with good, amazing themes. And I thought that had a very interesting, um, themes and also was technically very interesting and, um, uh, had a good structure, which I love a good structure in a film. Yeah. Cause it kind of had like a five act structure weirdly where it had a, where it went. I don't want to spoil anything. It's a good film. Go watch it. So I thought HBO Max now. Yeah. 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 I thought it was like a creep show type of movie because um, when that twist happened and it went black yeah. and then all of a sudden Justin Long <laughs> driving and I'm like, yeah. so is this like uh, like three movies or something? Yeah. Like creep show type yeah. of thing? And Whereas then like it, each one's its own. But then it all uh, combines yeah. into just like this crazy story. Yeah. I don't want to ruin it either. <laughs> Man, go watch it. Barbarian. Yeah. Yeah, I love that film. I, I did. Um, yeah. Did you have a top five or ten movies of this year? Yeah, they. Um, uh, you know, everything, everywhere, all at once was. Oh, I need was, to watch that. I've heard that one. twice now. Yeah, and then it was Barbarian, and then number three is which is my bias because I love this franchise, but um, 
no one else. It's not like it's anyone else's top ten, but I love to scream. The new scream, mm. the last scream movies. I love the scream franchise so much, um, and so I, and I thought that was amazing. Uh, that that movie, I thought it it, it was you know the first one without the uh, Wes Craven and um, and Kevin, Kevin Williamson, the screenwriter of those, and so for it to be new hands to take it over and everything. I thought they really understood those characters, understood what that, the tone uh, that that film was supposed to sort of uh, take and a lot of it, the, its points and kind of went into a whole new interesting direction, um, but still keeping this sort of what made those films great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited to see the new one. <sighs> that looks good. Yeah. And I think it's fine. Like, so Nev Campbell's not going to be back it's for Sidney Prescott. And, um, I think that's, I, you know, contrary to popular belief, she's, she's my favorite, you know, <laughs> scream queen, I guess you would say, or whatever. She's the one I love, mm-hmm. but, um, I think it's fine that she's not going to be back. I think that you kind of need to transition over to this new cast of characters, let them have some films and then bring her back, you know, in like two to three films, you know, time. So like have them have two, maybe at the, not this one, have her, she's not in this one. Maybe there's a tease at the end of the next one that they make, you know, Scream 7 for her to be back at 8. I don't know. Just the idea. I think you have to let Sidney Prescott be fine for a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, before I have to worry that you guys are going to murder her, um, uh, let, let her have a nice life out there um, for before you drag her back. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> yeah, a lot of a lot of deaths, a lot of but sad keep, deaths in that one. Keep Gail yeah. Weathers in all of them. Mm-hmm. Courtney Cox's character. I want her in every single one of them. Do you? Yeah, don't kill her. Keep her alive forever. She has a re- Sydney Prescott, they have to keep coming up with reasons to bring her back and they made a really good one in the last one for a reason why she came back. Like that's they had to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um even though it's sad you don't see those I don't know if that's spoiling it. You don't see the sort of characters together again. But that made sense as to why you would bring um that's why Sydney would return to Woodsboro. But um, Gail Weathers is always going to push her way into the story. Um, True. And so I think that that's – Courtney Cox is easy to you know keep in that, in that in that story. And Gail Weathers, continue. Just don't, don't kill her. Just keep her going. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's no reason um, – I, I think she should be a great supporting character in everything going forward. But, yeah, she's like – like I think like executive producing this new one too. So she's oh, going, really? yeah. So hopefully, hopefully they take my advice. The film's already done, but <laughs> so not, anyway, but yeah. Does that come out in March? Come out in March. Yeah. yeah. I've heard things. They might try to move it, but I don't know. It's, no, I, it's too close. The, mm-hmm. Well, there's no trade. There was a teaser and yeah. it's very close. I mean, that's very close to two. I mean, for a scream, like, for years not having screams and mm-hmm. then they come out like once in a blue moon and for now to have two new like this is like just a year ago the other one was released yeah and so it's pretty crazy it's like i didn't even quite realize that they were that far into it and they already shot it and everything um so i guess that they're doing that i don't know i liked it <clears throat> i like the new scream that came out um i didn't she introduced me to Scream because mm. I just never watched it. And that was another one. Uh, my dad went and watched that, uh, and I yeah. went and watched something else. That's going to be up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't like it. The, I guess the poster didn't look appealing to me. So yeah. I was like, uh, I don't know. That looks yeah. kind of cheesy. But yeah. watching it a few years ago because that new one was coming out we just talked about, and I was like, 
I guess I'll give it a shot. Yeah. You know, and we and I spent like a couple days watching all of them. Mm-hmm. The first one, man, that's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. The first one is good. I think the fourth one I didn't really like, or maybe it's the third. It's the, so the, I love the second. Second one's probably my favorite. Is one. it? Um, but um, I understand why people like the the first one. But the second one's really where they introduce the sort of meta narrative of the stab movies within the Scream franchise, and I think that that was that's what makes the Scream franchise amazing. Is that weird, like where they get to comment on on themselves in some sort of meta way? Um, I it's it's such a it's a unique franchise where it gets to be funny and be scary too and be heartfelt and to be and, and you know like it's so like these characters die and you you feel for them in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um and characters carry over and then they 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 pass and so you kind of have like these uh, uh connections to a lot of them like i love cotton weary is like a uh, just a supporting character in like he appeared in a scene in like the first movie and he's bigger in the second movie and he's killed off in the third but like just in he um just that character each of them are written in such fascinating unique interesting ways that i i really really do like them um a lot um scream yeah I don't know know where I was going with all that, but love Scream. (laughs) Love Scream. That was the point of that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get to talk about Scream too much to people, so this is uh, a great experience. Mm -hmm. I love Scream. (laughs) Love Scream. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't, you know, it wasn't like, you know, it, it existed as a thing before. Like I watched it first in high school. I think it was when the fourth one was coming out. Somewhere around then, and I'm like, I guess I got to see because I I had known that I had you know people of course, Ghostface you know from people just dressing up as a Halloween costume that people do, and um, I don't know I I I guess I had it in my mind it was different than what it really was you know like mm-hmm. I didn't know like you know you know like the scary movie sort of part of it and I I can't stand those those films <laughs> but you know but, and I and even more after seeing Scream I feel like they violated some comedy rule of like where they made a parody you can't parody a parody and they, mm. yet they did that and it it bothers me to no end it's like that no they were making fun of you can't make fun of the people that were making fun of the like I don't know so I, I feel like I feel like they that that's wrong what they've done there but but I don't know but um so I don't know. I, th- I thought it was different, and sort of seeing that it was so self-aware and so like actually funny and so meta and so c- self-conscious that it way it was, um, it was it, it was interesting. I don't know. It's nothing nothing quite like it. That mm-hmm. um, I think some people don't when they see it. It's like uh, or, or when it was talked about. I thought it was just going to be some like average slasher thing. But the fact that it's so self-aware. And yet, so also heartfelt to these characters, is is different, and it makes it wholly a unique franchise. True. I like Scream. Well, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Once again, I love Scream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I. I. Uh, thank you for showing me Scream. Uh, <laughs> you know, I would. I probably would have like never gone. I probably would have never watched it. Uh, I probably would have watched like the latest one and then gone back and watched them, but I'm yeah. glad I got to watch all of them in a yeah. row and then watch the one last year. Yeah. And so, and I rewatched them before that one came out. So 
I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready for I'm ready yeah. for that one. I'm ready for this one. It's kinda, in New York, right? Yeah, it's in New York. You kind of have yeah. to see them. Like, I mean, it's, I hate to sort of because, like, some uh, you know, it's like it kind of maybe hurts it to say that because like you can't just jump into them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, I mean, the last one was kind of made in like they they try to make it where people can catch on and and everything. But yeah. I do think it adds to it to know the sort of histories of these characters. Um, so yeah, the new ones in New York. Um, sort of a Jason takes Manhattan situation. Um, but, um, I, yeah, it's, it should be fascinating. I mean, it's, uh, it seems like it's on Halloween. I don't know. Cause it's like all this, mm. it seems like the trailer there, a lot of people are dressed up in costumes. So I don't know if it's just a portion of, I mean, typically these things take place over like a week. So I'd imagine it's just in Halloween of some sort. So yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah. I don't think there's been one like that How, no. on Halloween. No, no, no. I mean, you have like, I mean, there, there's reason they come up with reasons why people are in have a bunch of ghost face mm-hmm. things, and well, I guess the was the first one weirdly like why were they they got it at a costume shop and people I guess was it just like a costume shop that, <laughs> that sold cost Halloween costumes at all times I guess maybe I don't know yeah um, and people were able to just get it yeah well I don't know I don't I I've, um. Not one that takes place specifically on Halloween, I guess, now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes sense. Like, that kind of makes it where people are in a bunch of different costumes. And, you know, you want some reason that people can be Ghostface. Sure. You know, just wonder. I mean, want, you have to have a reason why people can wander around New York City in a Ghostface costume. And that doesn't seem odd. You have to come up with some sort of reason for that. <clears throat> yeah. In yeah. a stab costume. In a st- sorry. <laughs> in a stab costume. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Um, I'm really, I really came on here just to plug the yeah, new Scream we just movie. Came, we that's just came <laughs> to, yeah, we just came to plug it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's what I. I'm glad you had me all to, <laughs> to to really. I, I just wanted to just my promotional campaign to talk about the Scream, the Scream <laughs> Six. Go out and watch it. Uh, theaters, <laughs> March, whatever. Uh, yeah. What's crazy because like I always forget about Scream when people ask like what are your favorite you know scary movies mm-hmm. um, and I always tend to forget Scream for some reason I don't know why yeah. so it's cool to like now actually I think it's because I just don't talk about Scream enough like yeah. and I haven't really watched it enough like Hellraiser I've seen so many times mm-hmm. um, Jason Friday Thirteenth I've seen so many times um, all these movies growing up I've seen so many times but Scream is still like new to me it's still fresh yeah so I, that's that's why I like i tend to forget it a lot when i i get asked that so yeah i gotta throw Ghostface in there mm-hmm. um he might replace i can't remember who i said i think like freddie mike myers mm-hmm. not something. austin powers mike myers <laughs> michael myers no yeah. but but yeah but scream is so good speaking of mike myers did you see that halloween is it ends i guess yeah what do you think of that I, I thought it was fine. I don't know. <laughs> I, a lot of people said it was trash. <laughs> I want to hear trash. your opinion on it. <laughs> I, you know, I saw it and I was ultimately like, well, that went in a different direction than I was <laughs> thought it was. Um, I, I, I you kind of have to do something different. I, I, you know, I was, I'm never, I was never a huge, um, Michael Michael Myers fan. I, I've, I've seen the seen the movies. Um, well, I've seen one, two, three, and then. H two O and um, and then 
the new ones, but I've, I've missed the, you know, a lot of those middle section ones where yeah. he, some sort of, of Celtic <laughs> magic thing. I don't know. But I saw three. I mean, I love Season of the Witch. If I had to pick, I know mean, it has nothing to do with Michael Myers, but I, I, mm-hmm. if I had to pick, oddly enough, my favorite Halloween movie, it's the one that there's no Michael Myers and it's just this, <laughs> these kids that have these Halloween masks. And I, I, I like that one. It's bizarre. It's bizarre that they'd, they'd they'd make it. I guess they were trying to make Halloween like an anthology sort of thing. I remember hearing about that. And so they made a, made this, and it's like, um, that yeah, it's about these masks that like, um, and there's like this weird Stonehenge thing, and um, and it's, there's this account. There's a guy who's trying to stop this Silver Shamrock, the name of the company that makes these masks that they're gonna somehow. I guess kill the children in some sort of way by wearing these masks on Halloween. Like somehow it gets it. it I don't know what exactly it does, but it was, it was some sort of story. And there's like this this jingle that you know like that plays, and it's I don't know. It's a real good little movie if you ever want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> the new one. So the new. Uh, that's the question. Halloween ends. Um, uh, it was it was fine. I I you know I love Jamie Lee Curtis and just in everything she was solid. Um, I, you know they probably should have just. Is stuck with the the one Halloween that they did with that, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, when they brought him back and then just kind of ended it there. But uh, it's fine. I kind of like how each one of these new three were a different aspect of the sort of Michael Myers idea that like um, the first one was kind of more in line with what I would kind of want to see. And it was kind of a more, you know, character study and it was a interesting sort of thing. And then the second one was trying to like, I people didn't like that Halloween kills, but it was, uh, it was kind of supposed to, I think be a little bit more metal and a little bit like he's, you know, this, this guy and it's like a lot more brutal stuff and it's just kind of actiony. Like there's not much story at all in that movie, but, um, but I think some people wanted that, you know, and then this one to go totally wild, different direction where like Michael Myers is hardly in it all. And, um, and it's just kind of a ghost of him or, you know, his, mm. his sort of idea and how it hangs around the town. It was somewhat interesting, if not executed, not greatest. I think it could have worked on its ending, you know, and I think it could have been a lot more satisfying, but um, it was a, kind of an odd little interesting little ride there of like, oh, I don't know where exactly this is going, but um, the destination wasn't really too all that interesting. True. Yeah. They mangled him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in a, in a thing. yeah. They did. Yeah. They, they, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess that was just a way of like, and we're done. We're done with this thing. <laughs> but you know, the same group, they're doing um, Exorcist next. Oh, they're gonna really? really? Yeah. They're going to bring back Ellen Burr, uh, whatever her name is, the, what, the mother from the original Exorcist. And she's, she's like 90 years old. Jeez. And she's, I guess, now going to be an exorcist. She's, I guess, in this time since the exorcist, she became an, a, a, I don't know, something <laughs> Catholic. I don't know. Something. She's going to exercise uh, these, these things. Um, huh. Yeah. So that's the, they're, they're doing that. So that's like a, is that a sequel or is that a remake? It's one of those or? weird, when, like this, they say that it's, going to be yeah like it's more of a sequel to the first and second exorcist and then years later you know so it's kind of what they did with halloween but they're doing it with exorcist but it's a, supposedly it's a one-off here's that you know which is what they should have done with the halloween ones and so like mm-hmm. i don't know but you never know they might try to turn it into some weird truly i mean if something's successful they're not they're gonna keep doing it. like if that last halloween was successful they would have somehow figured out something you know yeah but, 
that's how it goes. That's crazy when movies are now they're like, oh, just forget these mm-hmm. and let's make a direct sequel. I'm waiting on Fast, the Fast series to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Fast series will ever do that. I don't think that they'll ever disown any of that. I mean, and I don't think they should really. I mean, I think I think they should go. I, what I'd go to the Fast series for is it to go further and further into chaos. True. Um, and I, 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 at some point, they are going to go grounded. Mm-hmm. At some point, they're going to go back and they're going to say, okay, we're going to go back to our roots and they're going to go and they're going to um, uh, just be a, about how they were in the beginning. You know, these, this, they're going to strip it down at, the, at, at some point because we, when you go so far out, they're going to have to do that. Mm-hmm. And there's some fans that probably do want that. I mean, you hear that, like, I wish they would just stop, you know, doing heists and just be about racing, racing, you yeah, know, street racing, back to street racing. Yeah. It's crazy how much that's grown into just people are saying, no, I might as well just throw it in there with Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they're doing these superhero. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're no longer humans anymore. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's I I, I don't know. I find it fun. I find the like the 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 workings of behind the scenes also (laughs) just how they all have these these massive egos and um, it's also very fascinating. Um, that that all whole thing is, but yeah, I I like the Fast Furious movie, and I, it was fun. Like I, I watched those with my dad, mm-hmm. you know, and to sort of see how that's evolved. Like like you know, I remember we went and saw the fourth one, um, in theaters, and with no one, like no one was there. It's one of the, one of those experiences I've had with you know, I don't know if I've had a few of those, but where there's no one in theater, and like and. It, it was a bomb. That one was a bomb. The fourth, uh, where it was just called Fast and Furious. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, yeah, and and it's fascinating to sort of see that like now it's like the big one of the biggest franchises in the world, and it's like yeah, well you weren't there, I was there for <laughs> the Dark Ages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's uh, everyone, everyone like yeah, I love Tokyo Drift. Yeah, I mean like I watch that all the time. Um, so I, I don't know, I, I um. But yeah, they've gotten out there. But I'll, I'll see all of them. I'll see all of them in theaters. I, I do love the, those films. And so in their weird way, they're not going to be in my top ten of the year ever. But I, I, they have a thing and they do it and they're mm-hmm. they're fun. Um, and they have their lane. And I and I've I'll, I'll stick up with for Fast and Furious. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see how much fun you can have there. Just, mm-hmm. You know, just. I mean, that's how movies are anyways. I mean, you just go to forget mm-hmm. whatever it is for a couple hours, put your phone away like we were talking about, and just enjoy whatever it is, you know? Yeah. And that's what I love, too. Um, I haven't watched the last one, The Last Fast and the Furious. I haven't even watched uh, Hobbs and Shaw, I don't think. Mm. I heard uh, yeah, Idris is superhuman in that yeah. one. Yeah, he's black Superman is what he yeah. says. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> he says it's a line, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, yeah, I mean, he gets some sort of bionic thing or something, and yeah, he's he is, they, they went that far in, that, in those things. Yeah, and so he's punching walls and, Jeez. yeah, yeah, and Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, they've split the franchise because of how... Um, the rock and Vin Diesel can't get along with each other. Um, yeah. And so 
I mean, it seems like the only person that goes in between is Helen Mirren, which I find absolutely hilarious. That and and I, I, I you can't convince me that they don't write her because she gets like a scene or two in each one, and they like write it in spite of the other one, because like they do like these weird things where like she's like, oh, you're my favorite one or something, and they both have these scenes where Helen Mirren like appears and is like, you're the best person I've ever met, and it's like, yeah, why were you using Helen Mirren as like your 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 puppet for your you know your proxy war that you're having in between? <laughs> But yeah, so they they each write her a scene where they, but she's related to, she's like Jason Statham's mother in the story. Oh really? Story. Yeah. So uh, so she has a reason to be in the Hobbs and Shaw movies, but no, absolutely no reason to be in Fast. She wanted to be in the Fast and Furious um, stories, and so mm-hmm. um, so she asked to be that, and so she's one of those people. I I, I just like that. The family just keeps growing and growing and and, and splitting and, <laughs> and adding more people and everything. That's fascinating. Yeah, it is yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Um, Han's back alive, which is all, I mean, whatever you need to do to get that, I'm okay with that. How did he survive? Uh, who knows? I think, they, I honestly don't really remember. They had some sort of thing. Some, so they had some sort of explanation to how that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, which, boy, does that undercut a lot of, <laughs> a lot of things. But, um, I, I, I'm all, I'm all for it. I, I whatever, wh- whatever they need to do to get to, um, 20, 20, 20. Yeah. <laughs> don't ever stop. Don't ever stop. 50. 50. Fast 50. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and my favorite part of the franchise is that there is, they have, they've done, they're now at 10 and they have yet to settle on a naming convention for any of their films. And at this point it's gotta be intentional. Um, the fact that like you go the fast and the furious, too fast, too furious. <laughs> which yeah. Just go to numbers like that, and then the third one, the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, only subtitle we've ever had in the in the thing. And then they get, they do away with that fourth one. They just go Fast and Furious, no number. They're just calling it Fast and Furious, and then they're like Fast Five, and then it's Fur- Fast and Furious Six. So they go back to Fast and Furious. <laughs> they, they after they've went with just calling it Fast. And then it's Furious Seven, so they've chose the other word now, and it's seven spelled out and not the number. Um, and and then the fate of the Furious. Oh yeah, the fate of the Furious. And then <laughs> what was the was the nine one might have just been called Fast and Furious Nine. Wasn't there one called Fast? Fast. There was Fast Five. Was it just Fast Five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah, and then I'm trying. Yeah, I don't remember what nine if nine was what, but then ten is. X. X, fast X. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, I I love it. At this point, some somebody's making it their goal to not um, make this consistent, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I, I I'm for. If I was a uh, um, some sort of marketing person or whoever makes the decisions there, some board person out there, I would say I would I would also make that my goal is to make. I, I want them to be more ridiculous titles, and each one, it's like, yeah, I think consistency, ah, whatever, don't, that's not important for, in this. Let's uh, outdo the craziness yeah. of the last one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And it, I guess I, it's a good opportunity, I probably should have done that a lot earlier with the Scream talk, and all that. I do have a movie podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a little plug, or whatever, <laughs> well into this, hopefully you've made it. Um, double feature movie club, um, every Sunday night, right now it's on its winter break, but every mm-hmm. Sunday night on my YouTube channel, we talk movies, we talk to um, two films that are been on our watch list um, for 
uh, for a while that we the past ten years. All the, all the movies are from the past ten years that we've wanted to watch but had never made uh, the opportunity to. And we go there and we stream live six p.m. Central on my YouTube um, channel on Sunday nights, and then later it's available as a podcast um, on Mondays. And it's just we kind of hang out and talk to two films that we wanted to. And sometimes they're really good films. Sometimes they're really bad films. A variety of things. Like I said, you know, I like a variety of, of different things. Uh, so we do comedy movies, um, horror. Uh, we're doing romantic comedies and the biopics. I mean, just, I mean, just anything that we do. And it's just a way to sort of talk about movies because a lot of times these, you know, you, you watch a movie and no one else has watched it and you're like, they're like, Oh, you should watch it. And they're like, Oh, I'll add it to my list. And then, um, and this is a way for, I guess, us to, you know, watch it together and kind of talk about it together. Cause you don't, you don't really get to do that anymore unless it's new films. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that's kind of a way that, I don't know, I get to talk about movies with people that I, I like talking about movies with. So it's mm-hmm. so, a, it's a nice little hangout that I'm, I'm me and Diane's my co-host and she's a great person I met when I volunteered at the little Rogers museum in college. Um, and, uh, and then we'll have a rotating third person on there. So that's, that's that show double feature movie club, wherever you listen to your podcast or on my YouTube channel. When did you start those podcasts? Because he, was that first or was Caden? That was technically first, first I uh-huh. guess. I mean, I mean, I started recording Caden friends, um, before, but I, I've had this idea for double feature for years of, and I've re, I'm like, I want to do some sort of movie podcast where I talk about movies and I'm like, okay, two movies. And like, then we can kind of, you know, and it's like this way I can go through this list of, cause I have a lot of movies instead of movies that I, you know, know that I, I, li- I will like or whatever. I have a whole long list of movies that I just haven't ever watched. So I get to kind of, um, go through that. Um, but, uh, so yeah, that, that came that 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 started last year too in 2022 and it started um in february i want to say and so we've done um we've done 30 episodes so we've reviewed 60 movies we do it in in 15 blocks 15 episodes we do it for 15 weeks and then we take a break and then 15 weeks Mm. and so we've done technically those are i guess we call them seasons and then we'll be back for our third season even though it's our second year in february mid-february so coming up soon we'll start that up again and it's i i I really enjoy it um it's it's a it's a really fun really fun time and um yeah so that came first and then um or or started putting out first and then later um we put out um kate and friends which started i think in march of last year so both of them are really relatively new Mm. um the um, I mean, we're starting to be a year anniversary for each. It's not, not even a year anniversary for each of these things. That being said, Kate and friends was, we recorded our very first episode, February of 2020. <laughs> <And> <laughs> second episode, um, it was the very beginning of March. And then the, you know, what happened there is like, uh, and then, so we're like, well, we're going to put a pause on that. Uh, we didn't put it out or anything. I was, I really was just testing if this was something I'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so technically speaking, that was the first podcast I did, but I just didn't put them out. Um, and then later we did some like virtual ones in that, and we did two of those and, um, and it was like, yeah, I really do enjoy this and we're actually going to, you know, take this seriously and everything. And, um, and that's when I sort of recorded some and everything. And then I started putting them out and everything and recording more. And that's, um, 
I realized I really do like that. And I've, I've had people tell me I should have a podcast or something like that. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Um, and I, I don't know. I, it, it, it I don't know, but I end up enjoying it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a fun time. I mean, it's just, you know, having conversations, mm-hmm. um, and talking about things and in Kate and friends, we do, we lean comedy. We do bits. She kind of, you know, sometimes it's kind of laid back. We just kind of talk with the guest or, you know, with my front of my friends and it's, it's a conversation. A lot of times there's like punctuated by kind of these comedy bits and stuff. Cause a lot of my friends are actors and people that I, you know, have some sort of comedy rapport with. And it's, um, we do, we do bits, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. So, um, and then we put them out as little TikToks and shorts and stuff, which is, I don't know, probably what you, you've seen out there. Yeah. These little comedy bits that we do and they're, 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 they're getting pretty popular. I, 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 I've, I'm surprised by how much, um, people enjoy them on like TikTok and stuff. That was my friend Alex's idea, um, was to say, Hey, we should clip some of these and put them on tiktok and i'm like eh, i don't know at that time i wasn't on tiktok he was and i'm like i don't know i'm like okay i'll i'll i'll, I'll do it i guess reluctantly and then um now people have seemed to enjoy it and everything is like oh, okay and i and kind of it's another it's another mode to sort of editing and it's kind of a fun little every time I'm like oh do i have to do this and then i actually when i do it i'm like oh this is actually really fun to kind of edit and find the the comedy of it you know it's a way of telling a little short you know set up punchline sort of thing in 60 seconds. I try to keep it around that mm-hmm. in order to be on YouTube and Instagram and everything. So, yeah. So little short, little comedy things. And it's kind of, it's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun show. Uh, Kate yeah. and friends. Mm-hmm. I have to check out the other, I didn't know you had a, that other one, the yeah. double, double movie feature, feature double, double feature movie club. We, we're trying to figure out how to sort of, people people like the live streams that's what they they don't watch live they watch the playback later and so that's been something i am it's i need to do figure out how to do clips of that one it's a little bit difficult difficult because the good thing about Caden friends is like we reset you know we have questions and then you have like a here we're going to do it like a a a comedy portion and then we reset and i'll you know, we'll do weird one-off things. And so you don't have to really know the context of stuff. You know, it's here's, here's because it resets all the time and we do things. And it's like, you know, if someone brings up something, I'm like, you know, in our last one of our things, someone brought up, just made a off-handed comment about the Dust Bowl. And then I'm like, oh, what are we talking about? And then we're doing a comedy, then we're doing comedy bits about this horrible uh, <laughs> historical event. But it doesn't have to have context necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I mean, no one needs to know how that, I mean, it was random that that sort of came up. And so when you, you can kind of cut these things and everything but double feature is difficult because they're long you know we we spend you know a half hour talking about this film that's kind of hard to be like take that out into context and so we're going to we're in the new season we're going to try to do these um recommendation like we're going to have that part of the show is these like that will be used on like a tiktok thing to try to be like where we kind of talk high level about it in a short like period of time of like why they should do that and then kind of plug the show and um we'll see if people like that and respond to it because yeah it's it, it it's that one's a little bit difficult that it's harder to promote on them because of how long form the conversations are like that mm-hmm. but yeah yeah that that one's um people people enjoy enjoy that one and we, we get some people tuning in live and um it's yeah 
yeah, it's just another way of I get to kind of be two different modes with that. You know, and I try to like, you know, I, I think everyone's sort of multifaceted and everything. And I try to showcase a different part of myself in each of these things. Whereas like um, double feature, I get to talk about films and get to talk about um you know, I get to be somewhat, I guess, intellectual about it in some sort of way um, and talk, you know, as a filmmaker, I could kind of see sometimes how they make some things and, you know, and I get to have that perspective of being like, oh, that's, you know, I really like that idea and how they sort of told that and from a script writing perspective or even from a technical level of that's, it's, it's fun to sort of, um, I don't know, geek out about how other people are telling these interesting stories um, or what I didn't like or what I would change. Oftentimes I sort of be like, yeah, that could be sort of tightened or whatever. And I would cut that if, you know, I mean, it's, it's, that's their artwork and whatever, but like that's, if I was doing it, I would kind of focus in on that or that character is a little bit more interesting. And if I, you know, and so I do that, but then meanwhile we have uh, Diane who I love, who's just a, just a movie goer and just like, you know, um, loves you know just movies just uh, a different level you know and I, I, she's able to rein me in a little bit um with with uh, i get in my my head a little bit so she she brings me down to earth um in different ways but yeah the uh so i i i enjoy um our conversations it's funny you know she's uh don't want to age diane but she's i guess technically a, a baby boomer <laughs> so it's like a different age gap you know and so mm-hmm. it's kind of a different it's a it's very different perspectives you know and stuff but still very you know it's not i don't know we're not yelling at each other and we're not being like love this movie hate this movie we're really you know talking it out and everything and um and very respectful and but we have fun there and um and um i don't know it's different it's not I, everything I do, every project I work on, I, I don't want to chase what's popular. I kind of want to, if I do something that's similar to something else that, um, it has a different perspective going on. And so this one's not just, you know, a, we're not talking about whatever's the most popular movies, you know, what's, what, what's out in theaters right now. I, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do a podcast where we talk about Marvel films to no end or whatever. Um, that's, there's no problem with that. And there's no problem with that. I listen to a lot of that stuff. There is that stuff exists and I'm not going to be able to sort of compete with the engine that exists in these pop culture, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet we're also not on the other end sort of being highbrow snobs about this is gatekeeping what film criticism should be. I, I can't stand that either. I can, and there's people on that sort of end that sort of sit there and like, you know, act like, you know, this is what, um, really being like, um, oh, you haven't seen Citizen Kane or whatever, or mm-hmm. these these obscure French uh, experimental films. It's like, you know, we're very open. We have never seen these films, and some of these films are very, you know, popular films, and some of them are very obscure films, and we try to make even those obscure films, you know, um, accessible to people, you know, like, you know, it's, and talk about them in a way that's, you know, it's, these are, these should every film should be fun and everything but also they they have some sort of merit to them to sort of talk about so just a fun little hangout thing um 
Yeah, so that's double feature. <laughs> that's just, is that you and Diane on me, that one? Me and Diane, yeah, me, by, we, me too. It's me. It's it's us two, and then we have a third person that uh, a rotating person. So that oh, okay. we'll have reoccurring people. We've, there's a lady named Ava that's on there quite a bit, and she's often in our chat too. So she's like a she's one of Diane's uh, friends. But Alex, who's my co-host for most of the time on Caden Friends, he's he's appeared on there. Um, Harrison's another one that we have quite a bit on there. It's a rotating sort of group of people we have people who are who host other film um podcasts or film things or um we try to make it you know even like them like so it adds an extra spice every time like it's we have a third person sometimes it is only diane and i mm-hmm. um but we try to bring in a third person that can kind of you know shake things up every every once in a while of like in like you know, filmmakers indie filmmakers or um or people who do other you know, podcasts or just other people we know in our lives that also enjoy films that we can have on and have a fun little conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fun. I, I, I do, I do really, really, really like it. And I, I get more people sort of saying that they've tuned into that than, um, uh, you know, Kane and friends, people seem to love the sort of TikToks and the bits of that. They really do really like that. But I hear a lot of people really, I don't know, connect with double feature. And it's like, Oh yeah, just listen to that on at work or have it in the you know background. And you know, and I listen to it on my drive and so people, I don't know, people, people like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I think cause it's, you know, it's more serious, just people talking and then Kate and friends, it's kind of, it's comedy, you know, or whatever some of them are. And then, um, and so it's kind of viewed as a little bit, you know, um, I don't know, more fun. You know, you don't get praise for being <laughs> funny as I've heard, you know, which is sad. <laughs> um, you don't get the sort of emotional, you know, you know, that was so funny. It moved me, um, you know, or it's, you know, people, I don't know. That's always a tough thing. I love comedy. I mean, I love comedy. That's what I, I well, my stuff leans comedic and, and stuff, but I've always had somewhat of an issue with, um, how disposable people view comedy and it's like no that's a craft you know that's a that's a craft and that is um you know and it, it should i don't know I, i've always um loved hearing comedy and like thinking about sort of the reasoning even behind some of that joke and and it, uh, to me it's the, it's a really perfect way of making a point is through something that makes you laugh and then makes you think, you know, mm. I think that's, a little, uh, I, I appreciate that a lot, but some people, sometimes people don't, they laugh and then they move on, you know, yeah. like, it's funny. And then, you know, it's like, ah, no, <laughs> <laughs> there's something there. And just laughed and moved on. Mm. Don't do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Caden friends. Uh, cause I remember we started, um, talking to each other and stuff and, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, you told me you had the podcast and so mm-hmm. i checked it out and i remember listening to it and i mean it's just like a good time you know oh. like you guys are always giggling and <laughs> yeah. having fun and just mm-hmm. like do you're doing um oh what's it called like uh is it still called transitions because there's you're yeah, playing music yeah and it's always like it, like i'm having fun you know i'm having fun oh, with you with you all on the show and so you know it's a great listen and uh, I haven't, yeah, I haven't, I didn't even know you had that second one, though. Yeah. So I, I want to check that one out. Thanks, and you said that one's live on 
Facebook? Or? It's on YouTube. Oh, is it live on, on yeah, YouTube? YouTube.com slash Kate Thomas. Kate okay. Thomas on, on YouTube. And that's where I put all my, my, my films and different and I stuff I think I'm subscribed to you. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. <laughs> I, but I haven't seen the, the yeah. movie one. Yeah. The movie, yeah, that's in, so that's been a thing of like, you know, trying to tell people there's two two things because people are like, oh, your podcast. And it's like uh-huh. some people know one but not the other. And it's like, yeah, no, I do, I do, I do both things. And, um, yeah, and it's, um, uh, but yeah, yeah, Kate, Kate and Friends, yeah, I mean, that's a, I mean, I have such a fun time with that. And it's, it's, it's just people that I really love hanging out with and people mm-hmm. that I know and I kind of craft it to what their thing is. So some of it's like, well, people, people I have known that has interesting life and we just kind of talk about their life and interest, you know, Diane we had on there and she just had so many great stories and we, we've done a few different things with her and, and then Debbie, who's an actress and some of my films and everything had a really interesting life and, um, and a passion for acting and is able to really focus in on that and in retirement. And that's such a fascinating story too. Um, and just so some people we do that with and we get to know them and then other ones I get to, you know, I, I tailor it to, to the, to the person since I know them, I'm able to do that and able to sort of show why I love this friendship so much. And sometimes it's deep introspective sort of talks. The Kenna episode is an example of where we really kind of have some fun, but we really talk about some deeper things. And then other ones we have, um, we have, um, where we're just doing sort of these really great comedy bits, which Joseph, the Joseph episodes are, are ones that I highly recommend of just really us doing a lot of comedy, um, different, um, things. And it's just people talking, you know, it's not, you know, and it's just, it's uh, kind of, you go into a zone of free association of like, okay, this word. And then you're able to do sort of do bits and, um, it's just, it's talking, hanging out and we do crazy segments. Um, segments that's what i was yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've we've done we've me and alex have tried to we've given people nicknames and we've um we do we have a segment where we it's called cancel culture and it's about taking these ideas different um um aspects of pop culture and treating them like a like a tv show and like if we're gonna renew cancel or retool them so they're just mm. like weird odd things of like you know one time we talked to smurfs and it was like how, how would you what would you do with the smurfs would you cancel them or get rid of them or whatever and we retooled them as if they like existed in the real world and it's like yeah that's what we're gonna do that and it's like so yeah and, and i don't know it's gonna be some people are just gonna be turned into smurfs and it's like a lottery and that's there exists in our world now um i don't know weird things <laughs> weird things <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense in context or less sense in context i don't know you have to listen to it um yeah the and or yeah and the the tiktoks i mean like uh, th- those kind of take i think they give you a vibe of what kind of goes on there sometimes we have really really fascinating stories of of people and then other times it's it's just some some funny things because some of them are these people are some of the funniest people i know and i want to sort of put that out there um um, have just a, a good time with them. Um, we have a segment where we kind of jump into the, like it's called lore crimes and it's where we talk about some aspect of, um, of some, some characters or, or something that exists. And we've talked about Captain Crunch and the lore that they have behind this character. Um, and that the, for some reason the company thought that was a, a, we needed to have all this, um, knowledge behind him. And just different, diff, different other things, but yeah, that's that's another segment that we sometimes do. And I don't know, it's it's just a place where I get to 
kind of hang out with people. I sometimes plan things. I surprise them with odd different things. Our Halloween episode, um, I surprised them with, we're going to, we, we tried all the monster cereals, Frankenberry, uh, Count Chocula. Um, and so we, we, had to, we all had to try all these, these monster cereals and, um, and, this is, it's just, I don't know. It's fun. And I, and it, I, 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 it's the people I know can, I can kind of do some, some good bits, bits with it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, for a long time, I was scared. One of the things that scared me about doing podcasts was that I felt like it was a, um, it was, it, it was going to distract from filmmaking or that it was going to, um, in some way, like if, Perhaps if people knew me from that, that it wouldn't, it would make them not check out my other stuff. Like, like it used to be where you were like, you were known for something and then that's it. But, uh, and you didn't, couldn't really cross over. If you like they talked about that with film actors, they could never do TV because then that would, you know, they'd become a TV actor or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now people, you know, can do anything. I mean, like you have actors doing podcasts, famous actors are now being podcasters. Yeah. And, um, and you have, you know, people who have made the transition from being internet people to being, you know, creators and in Hollywood and stuff. And so I, you know, it's, people are now able to sort of look at people in this multifaceted way. Whereas, you know, I feel like that's, that's a really relatively new thing that, um, this happened, you know, in the last what five, seven years, you know, mm-hmm. that shift has happened, and now it's just not even a question that people can kind of do these things and be different stuff. Yeah, yeah. bounce around, bounce around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can be, you know, yeah, they can, they can do whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> anything. You know, I mean, like it's not, and, and and even like you know, even more so within like the media field, but even just people who um, can be. I mean, yeah. So, so when I saw that, and I was like, okay, so um, it's not going to be a, you know, a problem and everything. And you know, and then, I mean, it's certainly, whenever I do anything, I, I give one hundred and ten percent to it, and I do it for for life. And it's it's a you know or whatever to the end of the project, but it's it's, uh, so uh, it had to be certain that I liked it. And I wanted to continue it, it, you know, to the future indefinitely and that it, it was possible and, and I, I really liked it. And I found that both of these things I really, 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 really like. And I don't mind, you know, putting the time into it because I'm very proud of the, of what I'm making there. Um, and I'm happy people are discovering it and finding it, um, finding both them and um, hopefully they become fans of me and then they'll, you know, want to support the filmmaking stuff that I do. Um, cause they like me or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe, you know, they'll, they'll be like, um, no, not the filmmaking. I don't know. And just want to listen to the podcast. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Whatever. I don't, I'll take it. Whatever. I guess at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, well, we, we kind of brushed over your new film out. Yeah. Your, your documentary, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I put out January 1st. Yeah. I put out a documentary. It's about cookie cutters, which uh-huh. is uh, kind of crazy. I mean, you know, I mean, I've done, you know, I've done a feature film and I've done um, a true crime documentary series. So, I mean, I do like, and I've done uh, just different projects here and there about um, different things. And um, so there's not really a, like I said, I go jump from different, you know, like genres. Like I love different things and I just follow what's an interesting story. And when I learned about, um, 
to my, my best friend Alex. Um, he lives up in in Ohio, and so he only comes around every so often. Um, and he when he was here last or the time before last, um, he was saying, "I want to do an, another um, uh, documentary." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah you know, enough time has passed, you know." Um, Laura, which is my true crime, uh, that's reached its end point and everything. And I'm ready to do something completely different. You know, I want to kind of look at something that's quirky and fascinating and, um, you know, kind of about, uh, I think there's so many interesting stories in it. And just Americana is what through line in a lot of my stuff. And, um, and so I, uh, we were researching, um, these kind of niche, museums around in like um surrounding areas and we were looking up in like can across the kansas border around northwest arkansas oklahoma city we were trying to see like and there was a lot of there's a lot of interesting things out there and um and seeing if anyone's covered any of these this um these um collections in any sort of way um and but when we found up in joplin there was a um a na- the National Cookie Cutter Historical Museum, and we were like, "Wow, that's that's odd and interesting." <laughs> and um, we kind of researched that, and it's housed within another museum, the Joplin History and Mineral Museum, and so it's kind of like a just kind of almost like a small little display thing within there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I was kind of I was like, "Well, what, what's the you know." Um, the story that I reach out to them and see if they'd be interested. We did that to a few other places and they were just kind of like, you know, they were like, they weren't as enthusiastic about it, but these people are like, yes, please. And I was like, I was very happy that, you know, like it's nice to be wanted. You know? and so they were in, and in, in, in that story, that was one of the most, one of the most fascinating stories. And more and more, they were like, we are part of a national club, a cookie cutter collectors club of these, these, these collectors from across the United States that collect cookie cutters and it dates back to the 1970s and all this like fascinating story of how this came to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and I, I was very, uh, I, and so I was like, sure, I'll, uh, 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 we'll, we'll do that. And we went up there and we stayed up there in an Airbnb and we shot this and, and it, it, we've interviewed a, a few people involved in the thing to the two people of the curators there and then like the director of the Joplin Museum and it, it was just end up being just such a unique interesting story that I never knew existed and you know why cookie cutters why all that was very um I don't know I found it very fascinating and mm-hmm. um I hope other people do <laughs> i mean at the end of the day i i, I, I don't know i i've i made it and it's um and yeah it went out and pe- people have enjoyed it and people are discovering it in different ways and um yeah it was it, it, it took a lot of work we um to uh, you know like everything I, like i say i put i put everything into it and it um so when my podcast went on hiatus i'm like okay Let's finish this project that's been sitting in my queue for a bit and um, make it all and everything and uh, put it all together. We got um, Krim Ruck. I always try to put a thing out for him. He, um, he did the, uh, he, he's done a lot of the music. He does the music for my pod, for Caden Friends, and um, does, uh, did music in the, yeah, there's a, uh, a section he did a music, but he did animation. He does animation and he's a really good, um, he's a cool guy and um, uh, does a lot of synth music and I love 
that's that's the music I love, and so well, I work a lot with him. I've done music videos for him and hmm. and everything. Um, and uh, he did a animation for this, and I was um, very happy with that. And I was happy with the quick turnaround because I was like, "We got to do this." He essentially had a month to put <laughs> to put it together, and I felt so awful about sort of like, "Is that possible? Is that you know?" It was a little over a month, a month and a half, but you know, I was like, you know. Um, but, um, he's like, yeah, it's, well, it's tight. I'm not going to lie. It's, <laughs> it's incredibly tight, but yeah, I think it's possible. And so we put that together and then I had, uh, Debbie Tucker, who was, a, who was in my feature film and acted in it. And, um, she's a, she's the one I talk about who retired from acting and everything has been on our podcast. Love Debbie. Um, she's, you might recognize her from different commercials around in the area and stuff. She's in a few different things. Um, but she was the host of it and we shot her and we wrote, I wrote a script around it and did that. And so it was, it was a fun, it was a fun little project and, um, check it out. I guess I say <laughs> youtube.com slash gay Thomas. Hopefully I sold you. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's cookie cutters and it's history and it's, uh, it's fun and it's quirky and there's some really funny little, little, uh, moments in it. I try to keep little funny moments in it and, um, um, kind of edited it in interesting ways, but yeah, check it out. That mm. sounds interesting to you. Mm. Yeah. You said you did a feature film too. Yeah, yeah, I did a feature film. It was, um, it was technically my capstone project in college. Um, that I shot it and then I edited it too, and that was um, I was another one of my things if I want to go above and beyond people have done short films but I'm like I want to do a feature well that's really what my whole life I felt like led up to is like I always wanted to write a feature that was always the goal was to create a feature film I wanted to do that in high school I wanted to do that in in, in college at various points and it just never seemed right or I, I had seen the million ways that that failed whether that was you know actors pulling out or like the technical or shooting above what I could actually you know uh, actually shoot you know like you know thinking about something too far out there um so i'd seen the million and one ways that th- these things could fall apart that i felt like at the end of my uh, college experience i was like i think i can actually do it i think i can write a script uh, that's doable and hire people that i know are um uh, are, are capable and are, are trust, you know, like, like that can do actually, will actually show up and take it seriously. Um, and so I, I, I did it. And by hire, I mean a bunch of volunteers, a bunch of people, friends. <laughs> <laughs> I use the word hire as if I gave any money in this. I did not. And I just want to clarify. Any of them come after me like, wait, where are you? Were you, other, were you hired? Um, no. So money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just want to be clear. None of them, none of them got anything. They got, they got paid in exposure, right? Yeah. The, um, uh, <laughs> the, um, yeah. And so I, I wrote it over a, a summer, um, and before senior year, and then I, and then we uh, did some, you know, kind of casted and did some workings of it the the first the fall semester, and then January one, um, of the spring semester while we was kind of still in break, we shot it, um, we started shooting it, and then it, we shot it through spring break. We had another quick along, um, 
shoots during spring break. I, I felt bad. A lot of our shoots were like on holidays. <laughs> and these people like, you know, one of our big shoots was like on Valentine's Day. And people were like, well, you know, I need to go and everything. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah we're, we're making art here, guys. Um, but uh, so I appreciate it. It was, it was only, you know, a few months. Uh, so <laughs> but the... Um, yeah, it's called Ribbon. It's it's now on my YouTube channel. Yeah, and it, it was fun. Like, I mean, it was the kind of my first experience of, of making some obviously something that large. It, it, I got it completed. It wasn't, you know, it it, it ended up. I, I changed a lot about it now, and I've learned a lot from it. But that was um, still the project I'm most proud of, and everything. And it's it's funny and heartfelt, and um, it's uh, it, it was a fun experience of like we took it to film festivals and. Um, it, it, it premiered at the, it was the opening, um, kind of the, the, the Kansas city underground film festival. It was, they did like this, it was their first sort of showing and they showed it there and, um, that's where it started. And, um, and I'm just glad people were able to see, I mean, it's very low fi I mean, it's, it's, um, so it's, it. Uh, like I said, I've, I've learned now and gotten some better equipment and things, but um, a lot of people, glad people were able to sort of see through some of that and um, find something there. It's, it's, I, I, I'm very happy about it. And like I said, we changed some things here and there, but I, I still am very, am very happy about it. And it was where a lot of, um, you know, I, all, I'm still in touch with all the people that were involved in that. And, Krim, Krim, that's where I sort of worked, first worked with Krim. He did the music for that. Um, and so he, uh, that was there, and Debbie was in that, and um, Hannah and Joseph, who were close friends of mine in, in, in college, and they, they've been on the shows and everything. That was such a, such a great, great experience. And it was, you know, was really where it all sort of led to. Um, and so uh, it's been, that was, yeah. Still very proud of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now was that ninety minutes? It was. It was just over sixty minutes. Oh, it was okay. the, the original cut was seventy-two minutes, and then I cut out um, for the version that's actually out there. I think it's like it's like sixty-one minutes, so I cut out eleven oh. minutes of it to make it tighter, to make it kind of work a little bit, and kind of fix some of the third act things. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so it, it's it. Yeah, it was. So it wasn't technically. I call it a feature length. It's mm-hmm. depending on what I think, like Academy standards. It's over forty. But it was it, the problem was is it was hard to um, with with film festivals. And that was another learning thing. Is like you know you have to in order for a film festival. This tip for all the kids out there who want to go to film festivals: <laughs> don't do what I did and make a you know a film that's kind of um, on the lower production end, but. Um, because at with that length because it's like they're not going to give up that big of a block of their time um if they they you know they're going to put something that's better produced and everything you might not you know i don't know at the end of the day it's not about 100 percent the the writing of it and the characters and all that it's like it's the, it's the people like you know better produce things in there and that and that that time period is like they're they're going to put in they can put in a bunch of shorts for that you know they can put in you know so um, make a short, um, I would say. Uh, my issue with making shorts was always that I'm, I can't 
I could never think like that of making a short film of making an idea that sort of contained and interesting as like I'm, before I ever get to the writing process I'm always like I have to have like 17 things I like about a project and all these different layers and it works on here and it works these character arcs and it, it it's references and, and like arcs and, <laughs> and and it's structure you know I know what the three act structure um but um uh, so I I it boggles my mind that people I, I can't do short films because I, I, I just it's not interesting enough for me to write I love watching short films but from a creating standpoint I've found it to be very very difficult to think like that mm-hmm. you know and and because and it's like it's got like I said it's got to be interesting in 17 different ways in order for me to be like and that's a movie now let's actually begin writing it um, I, I I wish I could make uh, I'd make short films and I, I, I want to but that's been a hurdle of mine that oh well oh well oh well that's life <laughs> how long is your documentary the cookcutter one cookcutter yeah. one's 25 minutes um so it's it's short i mean i've made short documentaries mm-hmm. something people might know if they're from tulsa and everything i've made this um tulsa underground uh, documentary about the underground tunnels in Tulsa. Mm. Um, it's by far my most watched thing that I've made. And um, it, it's always funny when I try to promote different things here and there. And I'll, I'll be on like Reddit every once in a while being like, Hey, I made this thing or whatever. And it's also things and stuff. And they're like, Oh, you're the guy who made the Tulsa underground video. <laughs> it's people have seen it and know it. So I don't know if you've seen that. I'm the guy who made that. <laughs> Tulsa Underground and it's about the histories of the downtown tunnels. Yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> that's where I got most of my subscribers from and and things. That and and my true crime um, series, which was um, called Laura, and it was about a um, um, a true crime, uh, an unsolved murder in Claremore from the seventies. Mm-hmm. That one um, was also people know, and it's had write ups and things about it, and I've been interviewed for that, and so. They also might know me from that. <laughs> People know my documentaries, but that's—I've never viewed myself as a as a documentary. In first, I've, I'm always an, I'm a narrative filmmaker first, but I do enjoy some some stories. That's kind of how they have to be told, and I'm more interested in what's an interesting story mm-hmm. and what's an interesting project to work on. I have to fall in love with the sort of thing, and so if that's an interesting story and it has to be told through documentary, I'll tell it that way. Um, but so, so you don't prefer either, or it's just I prefer narratives. Do I do prefer mm-hmm. that's that's the way my mind works. Is I know I'm like that's a story I can kind of tell it in that way. I can write things. I can put characters in it that that are foils to each other and all that. Like it's I I I can see that's how I see making. You know, some people could paint and that's how they express themselves is through you know <laughs> i don't know paint oil and uh, stuff and uh, canvas and th- i i i can't get my feelings out that way at all you know I, I can draw somewhat but i never knew how to express my feelings through that medium um but filmmaking i can and script writing i can um and that's how i'm able to express my views and wants and um it's it's my art medium but um and so that's i've always viewed myself as a narrative um filmmaker first because that's what and a script writer kind of first um but i love working with actors um and so that's why i've never been a a, a 
like a gearhead or a technical person who loves, oh, what's the lens and what's the, what's the, you know, focal length and the lighting and all that. I never, that's never been what's interesting to me. It's the story and mm-hmm. it's the characters, it's performances and working with actors to develop something personal and something unique in that sort of way and telling these human stories and figuring out how to make interesting things and themes. I love themes and stories um, and tone. I love sort of, I want films that you can feel or a vibe that you can feel. It kind of has a different feeling to it. Each of my things, I want to have a unique feeling to them that is something that you um, maybe can't explain so much, but it's cohesive. Um, And so that's a big part of, of what I try to capture as well. But um, uh, don't remember the question. <laughs> oh no! I just asked you which one you prefer. I prefer. Yeah. So, yeah. Or, so, so or, documentaries, I try to even have some yeah. sort of tone to it as well. Um, that 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 was a good little wrap up of that. Yeah. So the, even them, they kind of have. Um, I try to like the cookie cutter one has kind of a more whimsical kind of fun and um, cotton candy. Um, um, homey vibe to it. I don't know. These are the things I try to try to keep through it. And, um, and so each one has a different one and that comes through selection of music and, and the color tones of, of the piece and, um, and, uh, what's chosen to be kept in versus what's cut out. Um, does it fit the sort of feel of what you're trying to do? Um, but yeah, but the problem with documentaries is, is when I set out to make a um, a feature film or any film like that, or I'm writing, I'm shooting to a script that I know, you know, and I mm-hmm. write and I know what I'm doing ahead of you know going there. Um, whereas, which I like doing, I like going in there knowing what I'm, you know, going to do. Or I like I like finding things in the moment, but I have a blueprint essentially, mm-hmm. um, um, of a roadmap of what the story's supposed to be. Um, uh, but with uh, documentaries, you have to go in there and like you have an idea and then it evolves and then you're like shooting it and, and it's like and then you have to go back and try to figure out how this all pieces together because it's kind of different than oh, whatever and you have to kind of put it together in some sort of way. And that messes with my mind every time. It's like, oh, God, I have all this these hours of footage of just people talking and how do I tell a story with that? And then eventually you chisel it out. And then at the end you you watch it and you're like, well, yeah, of course, that's how it always was supposed to be. And mm-hmm. and hopefully that, you know, when people watch it, that they don't sort of see all those things that they kind of they just see a story. I mean, that's what you when you watch a documentary, even me, who I love watching documentaries, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's that's the story. But knowing of how many of these ones I've made behind the scenes, it's like that could have went a million different ways. And it is some sort of artistry, but it's also kind of feeling out there of like, (laughs) what's it supposed, you know, like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it, it kind of goes into the place that it was always supposed to, but it, it, at the same time, it, it, you can make whatever you can force a documentary to be anything, Mm -hmm. you know, you can take people's words out of context. You can make, anyone look like a crazy person through editing (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but or make you know so you can force anything with that so it's just kind of um yeah i don't know magic of of filmmaking magic of filmmaking (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, I have to watch those. I have I haven't got to watch them yet. Yeah. But now that I know you have such a um, catalog of yeah. of docs and a feature film and other things, and even like the other podcasts, man. I mean, yeah. um, I knew because I, I I knew about Caden Friends, and I knew yeah. you know you worked for Cherokee uh, Nation mm-hmm. Business and everything, yeah. and. Um, and I know you're busy with that too. You know, you're, yeah, you're always events always. Yep, you're always going to events and you're <laughs> event getting tomorrow media. that I'm taking photos. Of. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two events that, that I'm back to back that I'm taking photos of. Yeah. Ooh. So that's what I mean. I so yeah. In my actual job, I do um, um, social media mm-hmm. um, work, and, and that involves sometimes event photography. Um, and so that's that's why doing working for my tribe. Mm-hmm. I I mean, it's it's I kind of pick a better. Um, job to do I don't know I mean like that's that's probably as 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 good as it gets around here of finding something that you know um, you know it it pays the bills but in but it also is something that is for something greater you know Um, and that's that's amazing you know and it's also different enough from what I do in my you know my hobby life that's like it's somewhat related like it's still producing content and media and everything but it's not filmmaking it's not docu you know it's 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 its own sort of thing that it's not like i'm constantly doing the same thing over and over again it's kind of working a different muscle somewhat like i'm writing posts or i'm um i'm taking photos or i'm brainstorming ideas but it's for a different through a different lens and everything mm-hmm. so i mean that's and that's where i get to sort of tell those stories you know um perhaps don't tell enough about my you know cherokee heritage in my you know personal works but i feel like i do that in that mode and so this is kind of its own other um projects and things so mm-hmm. that but I, I love it i love i love meeting these i get to meet so many interesting cool people through that you know so many great artists um so many great um um you know uh, a lot of a lot of great a lot of great artists a lot of a lot of we do a lot with them these art shows and um, things and I do I do videos for them and um, and stuff and you really get to meet a lot of really interesting people and who are making great things mm-hmm. um, and that's um, I'm a big fan of creators and artists in general and, and them doing their things which is also why I like your podcast um, yes. I love yes. <laughs> I love listening no. I love yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I, I love I love listening to all the conversations that you have with these um, interesting people and some of the people I know too. I'm like I'm like saying, oh yeah, I know that person and that person through different things, and that's that's how I you know first saw your things was was through people. I'm like oh I know them, and then they'll share it, and um, and so I've I've listened to 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 Oki podcast for a long time. It's crazy to be on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even feel like I'm on it. I feel like I'm just having a conversation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's. It it was one of those things that I yeah I've seen a lot of a lot of a lot of people um, that I, that I know and everything and it's it's um, I just like a, you're great you know at getting great conversations out of people I yes. think yes. yeah <laughs> yeah I, I was remembering too um, where I first met you in person mm-hmm. was at the Hard Rock remember that yeah. uh, the art market the art market Cherokee Armor yeah. yes mm-hmm. that's where I the night because I remember the events you were doing and. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, 
the Comic Con wasn't the first time I met him. Yeah. It was, and now it's like the Hard Rock, the art market at the Hard mm-hmm. Rock. So that was where we first officially met. Yes. And, you know, it was really cool to meet you. And uh, just to hear you, you know, say, like, oh, yeah, like, Okie Podcast, you know. And that's where I was like, bro, like, come on, you know, mm-hmm. like, I know you do a lot of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and I've I've followed you as well. I keep yeah. track of, you know, Caden friends. And I'm always, like, trying to share what I can and everything on yeah, my friends. Appreciate the tags. Mm-hmm. That you yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, try to tag you. Uh-huh. and um, But I just I like to say, you know, I love to see our people out here, our friends, our family, mm-hmm. just you know putting that grind in putting that hard work in and i mean doesn't even have to be with this stuff it would be your daily job or anything yeah. you know just just out here trying to conquer i mean that's yeah. that's like the biggest thing for me is you know it's powerful it's powerful to see all that you know and um and i enjoy you know just talking to people man i mean it's it's yeah. been such a a blessing to just have people over or on zoom or something and then we yeah. just we just talk we just have a conversation about mm-hmm. what they do and then it can go off anywhere, yeah. you know. And talk I about mean, Scream. Yeah, yeah, we talked about Scream. How much you love Scream. You plugged it. Plug Scream. Go see Scream 6. That's what, I don't once again, it's, that's, that's the point. It. Go see Hit it. the table. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I have to keep saying this. Buy your tickets now. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate, I mean, I appreciate you, you know, wanting me to be on here and everything, yeah, I mean, like, as far as, like, creation goes, I mean, like, I don't know what I would do, I mean, like, otherwise, like, I mean, right now, I'm about to drive myself up a wall of being where I don't have my projects going, and it's like, I'm, you know, planning, I mean, the planning phase, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh, I just, like, you know, been in the doing phase for quite some time, that it's like, you know, it's, 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 it, I, I, that's all I know how to do is create these things, and, um, and, and, and make stuff it's like it's it's what makes me happy it's what it's it's I, I have to fill the time otherwise i feel this 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 pressing thing of like you're not getting enough done you're not getting enough done so it's like um so i don't know that's what i know is to make this stuff it, it makes me happy people are like where do you how do you find time and it's like I, I, anytime i'm not spent doing something it's mm. it, it it keeps me up so i, I don't know another mode Wish yeah. I did. Wish I did. I certainly wish I did. But <laughs> but at the same time, I, I I feel accomplished by making things. You know, when you look back at something and you're like, I you know, I made that. That's it's it's great. You know, it's a great feeling. It fills um, it fills me up with with uh, good vibes. I mm. guess. <laughs> to, yeah. To know that you you accomplished something, and I don't know. That's that's why I do it, and it's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's, it's, it's how I know how to have fun. I don't know. Other people f- have other ways to have fun, but I, the fun I have is by, is by making this stuff and, and by, um, doing that. That's so, I don't know. So I, do the things, I guess, that makes you, you know, happy and makes you find exactly. happiness. And, um, I, I've over it's this past year with making these projects and stuff, it's, it's got to be one of the best years of my life of just, and it's just kind of doing, you know, actually doing the thing that, you know, you said you were going, you wanted to do and just going for it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I, I, I had, I had a really great time and I'm going to keep doing it this year, doing other things too. I have some other stuff, you know, outside of those that are in the works. So, yeah. 
Yep. Keep doing it, Kate. Oh, thank you. Keep doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I'm, I was glad to have you on. Um, thank you for coming on, making the time to come through and um, go see Scream 6. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, what, that's what I'm here to plug. So. <laughs> but, <laughs> tell everybody where to uh, follow you, mm-hmm. keep up with you. And if you have any you know things coming up that you can mm-hmm. talk about, let everybody know. Yeah, I um, they can follow me on YouTube is where I post everything, full versions of everything I have. YouTube.com slash Cade Thomas, just, you know, Cade Thomas. Um, my name's in the title. That's how you spell it. <laughs> um, and um, and then the Cade Thomas on all the other um, platforms, Instagram, TikTok. I have a Twitter that I don't ever use, but the, I have that as well. Um, but yeah, uh, Instagram, I, I post a a lot of other things. My some of my photography work is on Instagram too. I try to make each thing have sort of its own sort of stuff, except for Twitter, which I I, I don't use. But the other ones, <laughs> I try to have some unique things on there. So um, follow me on on each of those. I um, that's where you can find my works. Uh, and yeah, do films, do Kate uh, and Friends podcast. Yeah, you can look that up on anywhere you get your podcasts if you like listening to podcasts that's on all the platforms Kate and Friends um comedies um you know interviews and stuff and then um and then double feature movie clubs my movie podcast and that's also on wherever you get your podcasts when's the next episodes come out so we have a recap that's coming out um uh, very soon it might already be out i don't know when, when you're releasing this but it, <laughs> it, it, so it, it, it might be out there okay great whatever <laughs> it's very soon we have a recap of the previous year of of kate and friends um where we kind of look back me and alex at our episodes and everything and um and kind of have a wrap-up thing and then um so that would be the last episode, technically, of the first season of Kate and Friends. And then uh, Double Feature returns in in mid-February. I don't don't have the date right with me, but it's some Sunday in mid-February. <laughs> um, we'll do that. And very soon also will be, at the beginning of February, will be our recap of the last season of Double Feature, where we kind of look at what our... What, if you missed, you know, some of those, what were our top films and our least favorite films? Cause there were some real stinkers that we w- listened to or watched. It was, um, so, um, that will be coming out in February, uh, beginning of February. And then we'll launch the new season, hang out and sort of talk about that. Kane and friends, we're kind of recording some things. We're kind of figuring out, um, the new season. I mean, it, it, I, I don't have a date for it. Um, I would imagine it begins in March. Um, mm. so it's, it's going to go on a break too for a little bit, but I'll be recording and getting things ready for that and everything, um, very soon. So, uh, right now go back and watch some of these past ones. If you haven't, this is new stuff. Um, um, so check check those out. It's um, and so new seasons start soon. They're right around the corner, I guess. Technically, they'll be here before you know it, really. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Is there a specific time you uh, do the double feature? Yeah, we do it um, Sundays at um, at six p.m. Central okay. Okay. on the YouTube channel, and then it's available the next day on podcast. So mm. Monday, Monday morning, I think I put it out at <clears> six a.m. on Monday. So um, whether whichever way you like watching it, um, um, if you like us, our faces, our beautiful faces, then watch the YouTube version. But <laughs> if you just want to listen to us as podcast, then um, listen to it. You know, subscribe to it on Apple or Google or Spotify. Yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, everybody go follow follow it. Yeah. Keep up with it. Um, rate, review it, uh, subscribe to it <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. I cannot share that enough about mine. I always forget, but I know. You know. We tell them to click all the buttons. That's yeah. what we say. Click all the buttons. <laughs> uh, all the buttons that you see on the screen, just, just click just them click all. It. Yeah. <laughs> good or bad. Yeah, good or it. bad. <laughs> thumbs down. Thumbs up. Your you card's know. on there. <laughs> click it. Yeah. Yeah. Click okay. It. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't stop until the, the, the phone crashes or whatever. All the buttons until the end of time. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it undoes the last button clicked, click it all. <laughs> Keep doing it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, this is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you're welcome back anytime. Oh. Just let me know. Yeah. And yeah, we'll do <laughs> Don't it. Just again. wander in. Yeah. We'll, yeah, just come in, you know, doors unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> Lay down. Yeah. Wait for us. Yeah. Good. <laughs> no, but uh, but for real, thank you for coming on and making time. And everybody go follow him, keep up with him, and check out the YouTube, check out him, check out everything on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts and New season's going to come out, so make sure you're caught up with everything. Yeah. It's got to be caught up. There's a lot of you got to be caught up. Got to be caught up. You got to reference. You got to know what's going on. Just yeah. click all the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, go follow Okie Podcast mm-hmm. at Okie Podcast on Instagram at Russellmuscle Forty Nine on Instagram. Check out the website okiepodcast.com. Check out Okie Podcast on Facebook. My personal on Facebook is Russell Sun Eagle. You can add me. I'll add you back. Uh, check out Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation podcast. We have episodes coming out. Uh, we just had some scheduling conflicts, but it's on the way. I know, but um, just keep keep your eye keep your eye open. And um, I think that's it. So buy your tickets for Scream Six if yep. you have not yet. Do this podcast. Do it now. And uh, till next time, everybody. Peace. <laughs>